Aloha, ladies and gentlemen. This is Q, the abolitionist. Hey, John, Crypto Gamba. And you're listening to episode two of season two of Unshackled Liberty. We had Sally Agoras on today to talk about all things cryptocurrency. It was amazing. What do you think about that? We, that was the second time we've had Sally on. That was great. Yeah, and that's a, this is, yeah, he, he's just a good dude, man. Real chill like guy. Him. I like him. Yeah. Fantastic demeanor. Yeah, really chill. So, yeah, good conversation. I enjoyed it. What about you? Did you have fun? Yeah, man. What about, uh, we even hit some topics on McAfee. Yeah, talk and, a little uh, about John McAfee and whatever's yeah. going on there, and that's kind of a bummer. Well, more than kind of a bummer. It's a big bummer, especially in this uh, Liberty Circle, because he was yeah, a man. voice for Liberty. He was an eccentric, eccentric folk hero, genius, yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, so. Yeah, so I uh, hope you enjoy the show. Without further ado, here we go. Episode two. Enjoy. Episode So, so Gumbo and I, we haven't done a, we haven't really recorded. We, we, we dropped our first episode uh, in like six months, um, like today, actually. And uh, so to hear that this meeting is being recorded, you know, yeah. <laughs> we were, that didn't used to happen when we were doing <laughs> what we yeah. did last time. It's kind of weird. So, so, uh, hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are joined with Sally Agora. Sal, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. What's up, guys? Doing What's up, buddy? Back. What's up, man? Yeah. Guys back. yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to make it back to the show. Last time we had you on, we talked about agorism, kind of like we we did like an entry level one on one discussion about what agorism is, and and uh, and and I think that was a very it was you know it was very um, educational for me, and I think I think Gumbo as well, and and maybe some yeah, we got you absolutely. know you know what uh, what we talked about, and I thought that was great. But what I'd like to do today, um, and I'm glad you're here, is I want to talk to you a little bit about cryptocurrency altcoins specifically everybody knows about bitcoin and 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 that's great but i want to know more about altcoins before we jump into that so just a candid question no there's no wrong answer and i'm not trying it's not loaded or anything um i guess two questions really is john mcafee really dead and did he kill himself you know so what do you think man i don't know i have that's the million dollar both of those are million dollar questions um I think he's. I think he's something. I think he's probably dead. I think it was confirmed. I Janice has been super quiet on yeah. social media, um, so it seems to be confirmed by like the Spanish and and the Americans. So, unfortunately, it seems to be true. How it happened, I don't know. There's John was pretty explicit in saying he's not going to kill himself. Yeah, yeah. We all we've um, all seen those tweets in the last twenty four hours about. You know everything. Everything's kind of resurfaced. Everybody's been digging into their into their history with John and yeah, and, and dropping all. I didn't those really things. get that vibe from him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's too yeah. full of too much life. You know, the sort of does. Um, hold on, it says my. Okay, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, you're doing fine. Yeah. On the yeah. screen. Okay. Yeah. Um, the one thing I'll say though is it sort of does make sense. Um. He, I, John, John didn't want to go to prison, right? That was his whole thing. He didn't want to be taken alive, is what he used to say. So, he was seventy-five years old. He mm. knew that he was staring a life sentence in his uh, down, down, you know, in the face. So, it sort of does make sense that for him to do that. You know, the one thing I kept thinking about when he killed himself is that you know, if it whether or not, you know. I think somebody had a tweet, I forget who, but even if he did kill himself, he was still killed by the state, essentially. Um, And I think what's interesting is, though, is that, like, rather than go to the, 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 rather than go to prison for the IRS, he chose death. So, like, we, like, a lot of people talk about live free or die. How many people actually have the, the balls to actually, how many people, not even the balls, but how many people actually have the conviction to actually believe that? Yeah. Like, it's one thing to say live free or die. It's another to actually live that way. 
and and John lived that way. Bro, you're hitting me in the heart because yeah. I got a big mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a big mouth when it comes to that stuff. But but you're but you're absolutely right when it comes we down all do. to we all yeah. Do. It would would I be willing to put myself in a position to go to prison for my convictions? And, uh, and not just, not just towards the state also, but I mean, I'm a Christian. And so then, so then you, you know, you look at the history of Christianity too, and, and you go, uh, you know, not, not, not to necessarily, I'm not going to take this down that road, but, but, uh, do I have the convictions, uh, to go to prison for my faith also, right? Like, and I, you know, I wrestle with that almost on a daily basis is, am, am I just a big mouth <laughs> or do I have right, the heart right. to well, back it up? Right. You know? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting you say that. Um, uh, so here's a little pl- shameless plug. I'm working on a book I'm about to release. Good and for you. I have a, a, a section in there on Thoreau, who's one of my favorite anarchists. And one of the things he said that I, I haven't been able to get this out of my head since this whole McAfee thing is he says something along the lines of, I'm paraphrasing here, but like, I'll, I'll ruin the quote if I tried to get it exact, but something to the effect of, in, a, in an unjust society, the only place for a truly just man is in prison. And if you think about it, it's really, it's really poignant. It's really true. And it really describes McAfee to a T. And That's a lot crazy. of others, Ross, Assange, yeah. uh, you know, how many others? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Julian Assange and, and you know, and, uh, you know, Ross also, Ross Ulbricht. He, yeah, you're right. That's good. I think they asked him to be arrested whenever he was in Spain over like four years of taxes or something like that. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and, they were, and, and wasn't it, he didn't even, they couldn't even prove that he owed taxes, right? Wasn't that the other thing? Like by their own, by their own process, they couldn't even prove that he, they, they suspected that he owed taxes because he didn't f- file a return or something like that, but he, they, they couldn't even prove how much he owed. Is that accurate? Right, and I think that was, yeah, yeah. And I think that was the whole, the reason behind the whole security yeah. uh, fraud charge. They, they, they charged uh, him with, with pumping up a bunch of cryptos or something like that. So yeah, pump and dump. So they said, uh, I seen an article today, but it's like, I know that you owe us money. I don't know how much yet. And I probably will never know, but we're going to put you in prison. Right. Because yeah. That's the whole, you are a bad that's boy the whole thing. It's, you know, you, you owe us money. So you better take a guess and that guess better be right. Because if you guess wrong, uh, we're going to send men, men with guns to your house to kidnap you. And if you resist the kidnapping, you'll be shot on site. But that's taxes, right? And I, yeah. you know, I don't know on that. I'm, I'm waiting for a big chunk of change to come back from the IRS too. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I paid my tax, you know, I, we talked about, I've talked about this on the show a couple of times. I'm, I used to be a business owner. In fact, recently I had to shut down my business. Um, and that was a part of the process of moving to California, of course, from Hawaii. Um, and in doing so, you know, you liquidated a bunch of things and I overpaid on my taxes just to make sure that I wasn't going to get, you know, it's, it's, it's a horrible thing to be in a position where you're looking at, you know, you liquidate some things and you pay things off and then, and then you're looking at, you know, you know, you got to pay taxes, but nobody will tell you how much it's going to be. And so, you know, you overpay and then you find out that you're due a lot, you're due a refund. Okay. So you celebrate the fact that you do a ref that, that, that you're due a refund, um, but the truth on that refund is, is uh, you've basically just given the government an interest-free right. loan, interest-free loan, yeah, right? Exactly. And uh, and so now that refund comes back, and uh, they don't pay you interest on that loan. And now, for me, it's what June now. It's June twenty fourth as we record this. Um, I filed my taxes like a good like a good little obedient surf, uh, <laughs> you know, in April, right? And I still haven't seen my refund yet. The IRS owes me a lot of money, and I don't know they what I'm going to do. They about seen your tweets. Yeah, that's what we're it gonna, is. Yeah. We're make this guy wait. <laughs> yeah, and and you know it's interesting. Imagine if you if, if the situation was reversed. If you owed them money and you made them wait, they would be knocking. On, they'd be knocking on your door. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have friends back home up north who are waiting for a huge check from unemployment from this coronavirus thing. I have one buddy who they own like fifty thousand dollars. That's crazy. And they they just they they can't pay him. They refuse. It's been going on for like over a year. And I my hypothesis is, is just that a lot of these states are finally broke and they just have nothing left. And they're just waiting for either the Fed to bail them out or they're waiting for to to declare bankruptcy. Well, so the like printers, the printer yeah, I mean, machine yeah. they go burr. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, that's crazy. And then yeah, and then so there's that right. So the printer machine, the, you know, how many how many. How much money have we printed? When I say we, I mean the U.S. government, of course. More money in the last couple of years than ever in existence. Is that true? Yeah. 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 That's crazy. I think just Good, think about alone, that. This past year alone, it's been like I don't don't quote me on this, but something like twenty percent of the entire money supply was created. Yeah. It's some ridiculous number. Isn't that nuts? I mean, that's I mean, you can't even get your head so. 
so the U.S. dollar is what, you know, ballpark 240 years old, right? You know, and in the last 240 years, they've, they've, they've printed 20% of every dollar that ever existed in the last year. Not even, not even. It's only, it's only about 107 years old, the U.S. dollar. So, I mean, it, it's That's almost, true. 90, That's almost true. 99% of its value in 107 years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's beyond That's ridiculous. I mean, talk, talk about a, a and they're gonna they have, they have the nerve to they have the nerve to question uh the stability of any cryptocurrency i yeah. mean even dogecoin is worth you know a multiple of of their of their currency so yeah. the biggest meme coin of all the greenback yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and not only that but it's also the one that facilitates the most crime yeah the most yeah the most violence around the world yeah, yeah. the uh your your organized crime your drug cartels you know um mafias Congress, yeah con- <laughs> but but uh, you know but we but we repeat ourselves <laughs> right yeah exactly so let's talk a little bit about cryptocurrency dude let's uh you know uh, like yeah. did, you know so let's talk about specifically altcoins what so like i said last time we had you on the show we talked about uh kind of an entry level to agorism let's do an entry level to altcoins what are altcoins yeah. what are which they? one and when will it pump, Sal? Just tell us. We know you know. <laughs> what's what's okay. the one? Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Sal knows all the dirt. Yeah. I wish. I wish. Um, it's it's interesting, man, because everybody has like a favorite coin. So yeah. like one man's altcoin is another man's main chain. So yeah, you know somebody's bound to get offended here, and we're we're gonna obviously we we would, you know, we can't go through all of them. There's thousands of them, so yeah. we're bound to leave somebody's favorite coin out. And we're we're gonna get nasty DMs. That's going to happen, but that's okay. But there are some good ones out there. I think a lot of them, it sort of ties into our first conversation on agorism because we discussed agorism and now we're sort of discussing some of the, the main tools yeah. for agorism. Yeah. I personally think that cryptocurrencies and, and blockchains are the, the, the best tool that the agorist has. It's sort of like the carpenter has the hammer. Well, we have blockchains. Um, and there's a lot of good ones out there. Um, I've got like a, I put together like my top five or six here. Good. Or just five or six that I came up with. So, well, that's five or six um, out of what, 9,000. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, what are they? What do you got? What, what, what's that? Uh, what are your favorites? So, um, one that I'm really interested in right now is Hex. I don't know if you guys heard of this. Hex. Yeah. So this is an, it's a, an ERC-20 token. It's on the Ethereum blockchain. I just did a show with a couple of guys from the Hex community who got me really pumped up about it. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's a tool for DeFi, decentralized finance. Again, the, the idea here is we're trying to cut out the, these, these cartelized bankers, banksters, I should say. And one of the banks' That's products the B. are... The, the banksters is the B in... Uh, in uh, the bee pigs, in the bee pigs that <laughs> yeah. that, uh, that that are that your friend and mine, collapsitarian is always talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So like, so the banks offer CDs, and uh, Hex is essentially a decentralized alternative. So it works the same way. You could put in however much you want for however long you want, and pull it out. And the same way people create like CD ladders. I don't know if you guys know what that is. So it's like, you know, you can set yourself up so that these CDs mature every three months starting in 20 years so that you have a sort of like a little mini retirement plan or something like that. You can do the same thing with Hex. And people have these staking ladders set up uh, well into the future. And the, 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 the key is that the the Hex itself will will appreciate in value. So not only are you gaining Hex off of the the original stake, right? By staking mm-hmm. hex, you're gaining hex, but the, you're gaining more valuable hex. So that's um, one one benefit. But another benefit here is that it's on the ERC twenty. It's an ERC twenty token, which means it runs on the Ethereum blockchain. One of the problems with Ethereum is that they've had a lot of. Again, I'm going to piss off a lot of people who are into Ethereum here, so I'm going to choose my words carefully. But <laughs> here, I'll I'll say it. Proof of work. Is that what this? Well, it's just, it's just scaling. Scaling has been has been a challenge. Let's I'll, let's put it like that. Okay. It's very challenging for the Ethereum community. So what what um I think the plan is here with Hex is they're going to move it off of the Ethereum blockchain and they're going to have their own chain, um 
which they're going to call pulse chain. But what's going to happen is everybody who has hex now, let's say you have 20,000 hex and now it, they create pulse chain. Now you're going to have 20,000 hex in ERC20 tokens, but you're also going to have 20,000 hex on pulse chain. So you're going to sort of have double the, double the hex, which is nice. Um, so that, that's one token that I'm really excited about. The whole DeFi space, to be honest with you, I think is really exciting. The whole concept of getting rid of the legacy banks, I think, is, is pretty big. Yeah, that's neat. It's kind of neat. Right? Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah. So, that, I, so that's I, I one of your that favorites. One. Yeah, that's a good one. So, so, you can, so you can set up a, a functionally like a retirement strategy through that, through that, uh, through that coin. Exactly. Through that's Instead cool. of a certificate yeah. of disgrace, you'll have a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CD, man, certificate of deposit. Okay, I, was, I didn't understand what you were saying <laughs> for a second. I was like, what? <laughs> I used to have a CD. Sometimes I wish that we, should, I, I, sometimes I wish that we, were, we were video. Cause I feel like the face I just made when you said that was like, we missed opportunity. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Sal, what else you got, man? What other, what other ones we talked about? Hex. So another one I have written down here is um, Cardano. Have you guys heard of this one? You guys? No. Absolutely. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. Yeah. Cardano's a big one. So I, gumbo, I'm, gumbo runs circles around me in this space, right? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty entry level. I got, I got some Bitcoin. I got some other things that, I, that I'm messing with and, and I'm having fun with it. But, uh, but, but when it comes to this gumbo is like way over, way, way, way far ahead of me on it. Not so. much. Right. Well, we got to, we got to get you up to speed. That's, that's, yeah. that's why you're here. Right? <laughs> right. Yep. 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 Um, so yeah, Cardano's a, Cardano's a big one. I like it because it competes with Ethereum and I'm, I'm sort of bearish on Ethereum's ability to scale. We'll see, but I, I, I do like the opportunity in Cardano. It's sort of like, it promises scalability. The idea is that they're sort of like, um, they, they, I guess the, the developers in Cardano take a more academic approach rather than a commercial approach. I, I'm sure you, you crypto, you've probably heard of Charles Hoskinson. Yeah. One of the most talented developers in the crypto space by anyone's account. The guy, he's, he's extremely smart. He worked with Vitalik on Ethereum. Stupid, stupid smart. And he's, he's assembled a real like heavy duty all-star team. Like he's got some of the top cryptographers from all around the world. Like some of the people on his team, there's like rumors you hear every now and then this guy, this guy might be Satoshi. He, he they might be Satoshi. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's probably like this. It's a very promising project. If you can afford to have a few hundred dollars in, in Cardano, you should. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Hurt. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll mess around with it. So when it says, when it says it promises scale, you said it promises scalability. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's sort or of, did I misunderstand idea. you? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole idea is that a lot of, by taking an academic approach, what they're hoping to do, if I understand correctly, is that they're trying to avoid having a lot of the problems that Ethereum has run into. So that seems to be the, the, the take here. What are some problems that Ethereum has run into? mainly scalability I, yeah i can't I'm, I'm sorry i keep asking you know i'm telling you i'm i'm, I'm entry level on this stuff still like so, like i just got my head around like recently within the last year like legitimately around the idea of of a digital asset of a cryptocurrency uh enough to where i've actually committed some of my own money okay. into the space right so i'm really kind of like i'm excited about it but i'm also kind of nervous about it and so when i ask these okay, questions okay. don't, don't right. i'm not let, I, let I, go of those emotions q just I'm, let, let them go I just, don't acknowledge you yeah you don't want me to cry here, do you? you, you know? <laughs> it would make for a good show. It make for my, the um, uh, my bitcoins. <laughs> my bit- <laughs> You're so stupid. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, so like, all right. So scalability. Yeah. One of the main, the, the, the premier problem that any blockchain has to deal with is scalability, right? Mm-hmm. So as the chain grows, the network becomes congested. So it's, it gets slowed down. It becomes, you know, clogged up. Uh, people are really competing for that, that for the, for miners. Um, and how a blockchain deals with that is everybody has different ideas. So like Bitcoin BTC, for example, is like utilizing layer two lightning network. Uh, Bitcoin cash has bumped up the size of the block a little bit, which is, which frees up the space. BSV has just enormous blocks where you can just put like friggin' movies and albums and books on the blockchain. So there's all different approaches and um, 
altcoins are no different, right? They all have their own sort of approach. A lot of them are proof of stake. A lot of them, um, you know, Ethereum, they've been talking about like sharding. And I'm not talking about like sharding your pants. I'm talking about like... <laughs> yeah, I see so, you shaking okay. your head, dude. Do we, do we need to remind... Is it time to remind Sal that this is a family show? To, <laughs> <Yeah>. this... <laughs> no, no, no. So sharding, like, I mean like a shard of glass. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. About, like that kind of shard. Yeah, yeah. It's like the idea, the, the idea is you want to like sort of break up the blockchain so that miners don't get the whole... They don't have to deal with the whole chain. So... Um, They've been talking about that for a while, though, and nothing's come of it yet. So, can I ask you we'll this, say, Sal? Yeah. Issues with scalability. Um, not not trying to pick on anything, just a little legitimate question. So, like, can it really be fixed? That's that's that that's the million dollar question, and I I'm I'm confident that it can. I'm confident that it can for a couple reasons. I think that. Um, all right. So two things. I'm I'm confident that there's going to be innovations in hardware. I think that we've already started to see some of it. Peter Risen from Bitcoin Unlimited has developed something and I don't think he, uh, he's released it to the public, but he did have a tweet about it where he like showcased it. It was extremely impressive. Just like a little chip that he put into his computer. I don't know. I'm not a hardware expert. I'm not a computer scientist. I don't know, I don't know the magic behind it, but he ended up increasing the transactions per second by like some ridiculous magnitude so i I'm, I'm confident that there will be i don't know if that's going to be the solution but i'm confident that there will be hardware solutions and the second thing is i'm confident that retail adoption will grow and i think as retail yeah. adoption does grow i think merchants are going to be incentivized to sort of validate their own transactions and sort of take on that burden um you know of running a node and stuff like that so that might ease 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 the network they're, they're going to be forced eventually. They're going to be yeah. forced into bending the name by, because it's taking over. Market. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly, exactly. And that's, you know, now, right now, they're forced, you know, at the point of a gun, uh, you know, to, to deal in, in fiat currency. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think they're going to be forced by the market to adopt. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's what I meant. Not, not like, right, hey. yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, of yeah. course. So that's, that, that, that's sort of a long sort of thing about scaling. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned mining earlier, um, and I know that we, we probably, somebody's talked about, I'm sure anytime somebody asks a question about cryptocurrency, they probably want to talk about mining. And I saw somebody tweet, uh, you know, put a tweet up about, about a, uh, a computer or a node that they're running in their, in their home now. Um, I've, I'm sure different, different currencies have different mining technology and different uh, protocols when it comes to that stuff. What are, what are some... You know, like I said, I just got my head around the idea of cryptocurrency within the last year or so. Now I'm trying to get my head around the idea. How do you mine something that isn't really there? Like you mine gold, you mine gold, I get it. But like, how do you mine a cryptocurrency that, that you cannot physically hold in your hands? How does this So it's just, it's, just, it's just a metaphor. Really yeah. what they're doing is they're just, they're validating transactions. And okay. as a reward for that work, for, for that validation, uh, okay. they're being put into a pool where they receive like, or they have the potential to receive like a, a fraction of a Bitcoin or, or whatever, or whatever they're mining yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that's just, that's just, um, fair enough work. Yeah. And, that, and, that's, and that's part of, yeah, that's part right. of, that's part of the community, uh, basically, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, ver verifying itself, so to speak. Right. You know, right. And, and, you know, now the mining rewards are, are pretty low. So I think what, a, I'm not a miner, but I, I think what a lot of these miners do I have a friend who, who's, he runs the crypto tools mining podcast. And I think what they do over there is they mine like a lot of these, like all coins and they trade them for uh, Bitcoin or something like that. So they'll mine like gin coin or something, Okay, you know, something, something crazy. And then they'll just end up trading it on some exchange. So because they get more gin than they would BTC and, you know, just swap it out for what's valuable. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How many, are there any, would you, as a, this is a tough question, but it's a question I think a lot of people face when, when talking about this in, with normies is how, how many of these things are just scams? How many of these coins are just not legit? Not as many as you, as, as you hear. Well, good. Like a, lot okay. of, a lot of people are out there who just 
like it's very tribal crypto it really yeah. is it's very very tribal and like people that. in ethereum hate people and bitcoin and people in bitcoin hate people and monero and monero hates everybody and it's just like i feel like that's just is. i feel like that's just kind of part of our culture though like when i say our culture i don't mean like like the normies i mean anybody who leans like towards liberty right like like you know from if you're full-on anarchist or agorist like you or or if you're like a minarchist or somebody else, or if you, you know, big L libertarian, small L libertarian, whatever, like we are always at each other's throat for, for yeah, various but, reasons. But you know what though? It wasn't, it wasn't always like this yeah. in the, in the early days, it was never like this. Yeah. Um, when Ethereum first came out and I was one of the first investors in Ethereum, when it first came out, we were like all excited. It wasn't like, Oh, this is a, a point or this is a, a vitalik is a scammer or something like that we were just excited that there was like this whole idea of smart contracts and that you could throw on like a, a you know some sort of like computer programming language on top of a blockchain we just thought that was the coolest thing ever it's exciting and now it's all like everybody's at each other's yeah exactly and you know i'm very much like a hayakian in the sense mm-hmm. that I, I really believe in competition as as a you know yeah. discovery procedure and as a model for for knowledge and stuff like that so to me, it's just like, I want to see as much competition in currencies as is possible, because yeah. that's where we're going to have the best chance of finding the right one that overthrows and, these banking cards. And it might not even be one, right? Like, I mean, right. you know, yeah. the whole, the whole idea is decentralization, right? The whole concept is to be as, 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 you know, as free from a centralized currency as possible. And if, and if you, and this is one of the biggest things that I have of towards, uh, you know, maximalists, right. And, and here, this is what limited knowledge I have is we're in this to decentralize currency. Why are we rooting for one to succeed? Right. You know, we, we well, should be rooting for as many as possible to succeed. I would think. Exactly. You know? and, and, and like the interesting thing about that is, is that there's so many of these coins have different utilities. It's like, how could we expect people to only use one, right? Yes. In other words, like, you know, you can use Ethereum for smart contracts, or you can Mm -hmm. use Hex for DeFi, or BTC as a store of value, or Bitcoin Cash as a medium of exchange. It's like, why should I limit myself to only using one, right? What if I need to run a smart contract? Yeah. What if I need to whatever what if i need to stake some some what if i want to have a cd and i i, I can't do that with ethereum or or btc or bch you know what i mean so it, it just doesn't make sense to limit everybody to one tool it's never been the case before yeah. a lot of it honestly is comes down to two things a lot of this is people who are invested into a particular chain so like i think a lot of people saw bitcoiners making a shit ton of money in 2017 and they got in after that and they're thinking to themselves i gotta root for bitcoin because i need yeah. to get rich now i'm gonna get rich and, too yeah <laughs> right and it's like you know it's like okay but that's not you know that's not why we're here a lot of these finance bros and it's it's great and stuff and these investors but they lose sight of the bigger picture which is this whole cypherpunk idea of you know e-cash and, and disruption and disintermediation and stuff like that so you know yeah I, I would say like because there's so many different cryptos and tokens and even throwing nfts in there and there's so many routes you can take it's so hard like you good luck do your own research go find what interests you what yeah and, and and then hold on to it and then continue to research and then because it, if we were to come on have you on and say hey sal tell me the coin that you're buying right now i mean that doesn't really matter because that's what you're buying it's based off of your research and what you want and who knows which ones are gonna when i say when right and are gonna increase in price but what are you gonna do you're gonna go trade it into fiat you're gonna put it in dollars or, i mean what are you trying to do so it's you can't really tell a person uh these are the winners and these are not because it fluctuates. There's so many of them. It depends on what your interests are. So it, I tell you what's hard to get over is, is you, you, you kind of hit on it just now gumbo is um, are you, are you converting it back to dollars? Right? So like when I look at the value of these various coins, you know, I'm so conditioned. I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure most people are still like this is I still look at it in terms of the dollar value of this token. Yeah, you have to break that psychology. Yeah, I got, I got, I'm not, I'm not completely busted that yet, but I'm trying. You know, I think, I think the key is is this: a lot of people, most people, almost everybody nowadays, um, in uh, 
Can you guys still hear me? Because I got yeah. we have a storm here. I just got a little and your connection is unstable notification. But um I think like I forget where I, I just lost my train of thought. A little bit of latency, so but not too much. Yeah. I uh okay. I, I had Sorry mentioned I had mentioned I don't know if this will help, but I had mentioned the uh the dollar value of the coin of the token itself. And how that's yeah, hard to break yeah, how yeah. it's hard okay. to break out so, of that cycle. You know, you you're you know, we're raised yeah. on that, you know. So like so like and here's here's a big misconception this is the number one misconception in cryptocurrency in my opinion the idea is to have cash the idea is the whole point was to have peer-to-peer e-cash that was what the cypherpunks of the 90s were trying to create that's what you know the bitcoin white paper is the culmination of that 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 search that that journey um it was never about like creating some sort of speculative asset or some investment instrument. It was never about getting rich. It was about creating uncensorable transactions. Mm. That was the point. So if you use it as like something to just sit on, you're gonna, you, it might not work out, right? If you just sit on it, it might not work out. But if you use it the way it's supposed to be used, then you, you, you can really um, win out. And I'll give you an example. And I'm not and, trying to- t- and, you help, and you help to build the, the community, right? Well, well, that's the whole, that's the whole point. Like, yeah. okay, so look at the way Ross Ulbricht used mm-hmm. it. That's the way it was supposed to be used. That's the way it was designed to be used. To, and like, it got him two life sentences plus 40 years. Right, right. But look, but look, look what it, <laughs> but look what it did though, right? Yeah. So for the first time ever, we have the world's first truly free market mm. in the history of humanity. And right? they were scared of it. They were scared of it. They're still scared of it. And they put them in prison because of That's it. That's why they're trying to regulate it. Yeah. <laughs> so they can yeah. tax you on your gains. Yeah. <laughs> but, they, but they can't stop the peer-to-peer nature of it. So now at 3D Printer Go Bird, my company, um, we, we use it for this, the exact same way that Ross used it. So, you know, before 3D Printer Go Bird, if you wanted to buy a 3D printer, you had a record of that transaction, right? Either you're paying with Visa or PayPal or whatever on you're on Amazon, yeah. whatever. It yeah, is. I got mine on Amazon. Everybody knows I have it. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, Jeff yeah. Bezos knows about. Yeah, everybody it. does. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. Now, if you buy it with cryptocurrency, of course, there's other privacy protocols. You should be using a, a VPN and mix your coins up and stuff like that. But it's one tool that we have to sort of anonymize that process. So if you use, my point here is that if you use cryptocurrency the way it was meant to be used, you'll make out in the long run. But if you use it as an investment instrument, you might get rich, but you might lose everything. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That hurts, man. I'm going to lose everything. (laughs) But if I get rich, but if I get rich, you just have to start transacting with it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You get yourself one of those um, BitPay cards, those Crypto.com cards. Look for places you can spend it online directly without one of those cards. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. I just, uh, I just bought. This is not related, but I just bought. Um, I just bought a bunch of silver for my kids. So what like I nice. told you, you know, we moved. We moved from Hawaii, right? So. Well, in that you shut down different bank accounts and things like that. And so, so we, we cash out of a few bank accounts and, uh, and, and I, I asked my kids, I had that moment where, where I was like, Hey, so when we get to California, do you want to open up another bank account or do you want to take this money and, and put it into something different? And without, I mean, that was the most, that was the most prompting that I'd done. That's it. And they got, I got three kids and one of them's 19, one of them's 16, one of them's 10. And all three of them got together talked about it, came back and said, dad, we want to buy silver. So we bought silver with their money. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, sorry. You've done a hell of a job parenting. Your, <laughs> your, your kids, your kids have a better understanding of economics than most yeah. of Congress. Yeah. So. And that's what they said. They were like, cause it, cause they, they hear me crying about, you know, we're just keep printing dollars and you just keep, you know, keep devaluing and everything else. And, and, uh, and, and we and, were very clear. We're very, we're very open with, with the, what, 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 what's going on with the economy. And, and of course, our, my 19-year-old is actually starting to get it. The 16-year-old, to a lesser extent, but she's still coming along. And of course, the 10-year-old, he's he's just a monkey. He doesn't understand anything. But uh, you know, he'll he'll get there eventually, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, they all three of them. They're like, yeah, we want it. We want to protect ourselves against inflation, Dad. Let's can can how much gold can we get? I said you can't get very much gold, but you can get probably quite a bit of silver. So what do you think about that? They said, yeah, let's do that. So that was kind yeah, of yeah. Cool. Well, well, um, 
you know, we're here, here we are talking about all coins, but you're right. Silver is a <laughs> wonderful, it's one of the best investments you can make in my opinion, yeah. especially in a fan sort of scenario. Yeah. There's probably nothing better than small denominational silver coins. Yeah. That's going to be a great way to get access to, you know, barter and stuff like that. That's true. Yeah. Well, my, Sorry, my, I didn't mean, my, I didn't mean my, to hijack the whole conversation nah, with that. I just, my you, kids aren't, my kids aren't asking for silver. I was going to say, my kids aren't asking for silver, but they fight over their Chuck E. Cheese coins. They, they still want the, <laughs> they're three. So they, they're starting to get it. <laughs> they're going to pass. Yeah. They want the Mac and Nunu's. Is that what it is? Yeah. Mac, Mac Nunu. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah, day. At least, at least they're not going after uh, fiat coins, right? Yeah. Hey, you know how they have the little Barbie doll sets and they have the little credit cards and, if I ever see that in my house, I'm going to throw it in the trash. <laughs> you know, because the Barbie sets, you know. Can we get back? It's my I'm bad. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. And I'm, I'm sure that's my fault for going down that road. But uh, let's. <laughs> what else you got on that? What other altcoins are we going to talk about there? So. All right. So I got, um, I want to sort of cheat here. I'm going to throw in a whole group of altcoins. And it's privacy, for all, all privacy coins. Okay. Drumroll. Um, so like my two favorite privacy coins are, are Monero and pirate pirate coin pirate chain. So XMR and R, but there's a lot of other ones out there. Uh, you know, dash is not really a privacy coin, but it moves alongside these privacy coins because a lot of people, most people think it is really it's just dash. I like dash. Well, I'm a huge fan of dash because they sort of, again, they try to be uh, like a, a medium of exchange peer to peer cash but they have a built-in coin mixer, which is why a lot of people get confused and they think it's a privacy coin, which it's, it's more private than a lot of other coins. So it, it moves alongside Monero and R and stuff like that. One privacy coin I would, I would recommend people stay away from uh, is Zcash because I, that's, Zcash has been cracked. That was like maybe a year or so ago. Oh wow! Someone, someone offered a bounty to crack it on Twitter. Like they were, somebody got to a Twitter fight and they were like, <laughs> Well, if you can crack it, I'll give you X amount of ETH or something like that. And then someone just like posted their, their details of their transaction and they had to pay up. So don't use Zcash. Um, but what's cool about these privacy coins, the reason why I, I really am a fan of them is because I think that as, as major governments like China, um, the US, India, as these huge states start to crack down on crypto, you're going to see a sort of flood from the pseudonymous chains like Bitcoin to the anonymous chains like Monero and R mm. because people want, are going to want to hide, right? They yeah. don't want to be in a pseudonymous chain if the government's looking for you. You want to, you want to hide behind the cryptography of Monero. So that's what the, that's what the privacy coin is then. It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit more anonymous yeah, well, or what? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Monero uses, let's see if I can remember all three. I think there's like three different cryptographic protocols. They use ring signatures. Um, I'm not gonna remember all three of them. But they fine. basically That's hide, fine. they hide the sender's address, the amount of the transaction, all the transaction details eventually essentially get hidden. Um, and R is like, you know, they're, they're always talking down at Monero, like we're the better coin, we're the new upcoming <laughs> privacy coin. I don't know which one's better. You know, I'll have to make up your own opinion, but I know a lot of people who use both of them and they swear by them. So one, the one, um, and here's, here's a sort of uh, testament to the privacy of, of Monero. The IRS, number one, here's two, two testaments. The IRS has a standing reward for anyone who can crack Monero and it hasn't been done yet. They haven't paid out yet. So I think it's the IRS has a, has basically a a bounty bounty. on the head of Monero. Exactly. They do. It's that's, that's true. Yeah. That's That's how they, that's how they work. They want someone else to do the hard stuff. That that goes back to our earlier conversation about the mafia, right? I mean, we, 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 you know, it's just a mafia organization. Holy smoke. Yeah. Okay. I think it's like a, I I could be wrong. I think it's like a $60,000 bounty too. So, they're really trying to incentivize. Can they pay um, me in Bitcoin? To crack. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you pay me in Monero, please? Yeah. <laughs> really piss them off? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then another thing about Monero too that's cool is that um, the you know Coinbase won't allow it because it's so um, 
it's so private that the regulators won't allow Coinbase to offer it for exchange purposes. Mm. So they, that, that's, that's one of the reasons why Coinbase hasn't, uh, you can't buy it and sell it through Coinbase is because of the regulators. And that's, again, a testament to how private it is. I was looking it, for it's that. Also, I was looking for that actually, because I remember you guys, you, you talking about Monero on some other episode or some of, you know, some of the, I don't know if it was your, your podcast or somebody else's podcast. You know, I listen to a lot of podcasts, right? So, right. but you were, you were mentioning that and I went looking for it and on my wallet, I couldn't, I couldn't find it. On no. Yeah. 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 They won't, they won't let you buy it from one of the, any of these major uh, KYC exchanges. You'll have to go to like a P2P exchange mm. uh, and pick it up. But um one of the downsides to having that, that privacy on, on the, the first layer, the base layer, is that it's a, you become a target for regulators, right? Mm-hmm. Like immediately, as soon as the government like knows that this is a privacy coin, exactly, they're going to say, no one can accept, you know, you know, coin X, whatever it is, you know, Monero or R. It can't be accepted at exchanges. It's super illegal. They're going to do everything they can to shut it down. But when you have something like, Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, mixing up these coins um, or Dash or something like that, a sort of second layer privacy, Mm. then it becomes more difficult. The case for regulation becomes more difficult at that point. So that's one of the drawbacks to having super, super private chains is that they become a less efficient medium of exchange, right? They become, it really sort of has a negative effect on adoption. Okay. All right. You, yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned a couple governments that, that, uh, that were, that were moving to ban cryptocurrencies. We, we recently in the news have, have found a couple governments that, uh, are, are, are looking to adopt at least Bitcoin anyway. And I know we're talking about altcoins here, but I mean, that's at least relevant to the discussion. El Salvador and it looks like Paraguay, uh, you know, submitted legislation you know i don't know what they're what they're you know government's big whatever right but i mean like some people are going to call that a legitimate they're going to look at that as a legitimizing act for cryptocurrency what what are your thoughts on that i think i mean in, in, in one sense it's great that they're moving away from from fiat coins in another sense um what what does it mean to be a, to be legal tender yeah. It means that people are forced to accept, uh, you're forced to accept it for all debts, public mm-hmm. and private, right? So I'm not for um, having any legal tender. I don't care That's if true. it's gold, silver. I don't believe in having, I, I, and I'm not opposed to the tender part. I'm opposed to the, the legality of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that's the part that I oppose. But look, I think it's great. It's a move in the right direction. Um I'm not personally convinced that BTC is going to end up being the chain that beats the rest of them out. Yeah. But um, we're, we're definitely, it's definitely moving the right direction. I think it, well, you know, I mean, and I don't know as much as you clearly, the uh, you got to at least give the nod to Bitcoin. I think though, don't you to, to just kind of being most of us enter this space through that currency. Right. I mean, we enter that sure. space, you know, it's, it's kind of the, it's the Hollywood and vine you know, everybody, it's main street, so to speak. You know, if you get into this space, you get in through, through Bitcoin and then it like kind of opens up the doors to all the side streets and then you go, wow, there's a lot more to this than just this one thing, you know? The, the, and you're absolutely right. I couldn't agree more. That, that's sort of like, you know, that's sort of like the original yeah. um, blockchain. You know, we started talking about McAfee. One of the things McAfee told me was that, you know, he, just, he, said, he said to me something to the effect of Bitcoin is sort of like the old clunky blockchain but we all know according to him that the future is what he used to say the future is privacy coins and medical tokens and i think he was right i really think he was right because if you look at if you look at bitcoin it's 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 slow it's it's just like it's sort Mm -hmm. of like the model t of cars so um i would be very surprised i it's not it's not a useful means of exchange I'd imagine that there's a lot of merchants right now in El Salvador who are struggling with using it as a means of exchange. I mean, could you imagine you're in line at some retail setting and you go to scan your phone and you say, there's a bunch of people behind you who just off the work that all want to get home. It's like, all right, well, you got to wait an hour and that transaction is going to cost you about, you know, 30 bucks to clear. You know? On top. <laughs> on top of yeah. 
yeah. have to pay 30 bucks and you have to wait an hour for my transaction to clear. It's just, it's not realistic. Yeah, but it's not realistic. I, I think it opens the door to people saying, okay, well, I use Bitcoin. You know what? Let me try this coin out. You know, yeah. Now that we, we're already using crypto, let me try this coin out. So I think you're, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, Bitcoin's the granddaddy. You said what? Yeah. You, you mentioned, you, you mentioned medic, what's medical? Medical tokens. So yeah, yeah, this is another one that I'm excited about. And I learned all of this from, from McAfee. So it's, it's really interesting. That we started talking about this. He's the one who plugged me into all this. Did he, but, did he uh, say that before the, the COVID-19? Oh, this is way before COVID-19. Okay. Yeah. Way before. Yeah. Um, and this is sort of, this is now I've adopted it as like telling my audience, okay, this is like the agorist alternative to healthcare. So like, just as we're trying to decentralize finance with DeFi, um, medical tokens are sort of an attempt to decentralize the healthcare industry. And, you know, um, one thing I'm, I'm really big about, and I sort of preach the gospel to my audience of tokenization. I think that we're on the verge of this major, major uh, explosion of tokens. The to I think pretty soon everything will be tokenized. Um, and part of that is, the, you know, tokenizing data, the tokenization of your data. So right now, um, you know, for example, your data is owned by third parties and they trade and sell it to other companies. And that's how you wind up on email lists and newsletters and yeah. all, you get weird phone calls and shit like that. Well, in the future, your data is going to be tokenized and you're going to have control over who gets it by distributing those tokens. And a great example of this is um, with Doke token, which is a medical token where all of your medical records are tokenized. So now mm. they exist on a blockchain. And uh, rather than some pharmaceutical company getting it and your doctor getting paid or something like that, you can you agree to um, allow uh, researchers, medical researchers, universities to have access to your medical records. It's all anonymized. Like they don't know, you know, you know, Sal Mayweather in St. Petersburg, Florida had X and X condition. They don't know any of that. Shit. You can't yeah. tie your name to any of it. Um, but as a reward for giving them access to your healthcare data, you are rewarded um, dope tokens, medical tokens. And with, when you, once you have these tokens, you can exchange them for real healthcare services. Okay, so you can exchange them for um, like a, a tele, what is it, telemedicine or telehealth visits with real doctors okay. all around the world. Um, so that's like, it's, it's a really great solution to- like Teleconferences with the doctors that you choose. Exactly, yes. That's awesome. And, yeah. and um, the doctor could be in Barcelona or it could be in Mexico City or Washington, D.C., and you could be in New York. It doesn't, it, all of a sudden, the geographic boundaries fall away. So hmm. it's really exciting. I'm really excited about it. There's definitely some drawbacks that I probably should mention, like um, Dope Token has some competitors that are doing some pretty evil shit. Uh, I don't want to call anybody out, but... Um, you know, especially if I don't want to be wrong or anything like that, but I know some of these other coins are making a play at trying to be like the vaccine passport chain. Oh, wow. So like, oh, yeah. the, the idea is, there, you know, well, you uh, know, there's value in that, in this, I mean, if in that, I mean, not, I would say this, it's uh it's not great for us and people of our philosophical mind. Right. But like, I mean, that's, that's the way the world's going. So I could see why somebody that's, that's uh, profit motivated, could and, and a, decide you know, they want to do that, you know? A blockchain's a great way to do it. Professor Abdullah Tansel once said to me that really all the blockchain is, is just a database. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a great way to do it, unfortunately. If you're, if you're going to make a vaccine passport, a blockchain is a wonderful way to create it. <laughs> There's also that paranoid part about my, my makeup, my being, that's like, what if blockchain's all just a trick and they're just trying to get us into a one world government and, you know, <laughs> but you I mean, hear a lot of that, that's, you, you, you do hear that a lot. Um, my response to that is just, you know, all throughout history, any new technology, the government has leveraged against people, but the people have also leveraged against the government. So 
blockchains are going to be no different. They're going to try to use crypto against us and we're going to try to use crypto against them. It's just eventually they're going to lose like they always do. Yeah. They're just not good. It's not good. Touche. Touche. That's good. Yeah. That, and they're just they're just not good they're just not good at what they do you know when it comes to that stuff you know yeah yeah they're inefficient they're inefficient yeah. for sure yeah. um so another one i have here i'm just gonna keep going that's good brother more yeah let's yeah um now this one's gonna piss off a lot of people which is okay. part of the reason i included it um that's uh that's that's bsv okay bitcoin satoshi vision so <laughs> this this chain gets so much hate so much hate and it's really really despised because a lot of the figures in the bsv community are very like divisive and controversial like especially craig wright um and i don't agree with all like a lot of the things he stands for and, like, is it very, is that like, is that why this token exists is it just to just to be just to be a troll no, token or what it was it, no bsv is a fork of bitcoin cash okay so bitcoin cash so like BTC has small blocks. Bitcoin Cash has like medium-sized blocks, and then BSV you have enormous blocks. So you can, okay. like I said earlier, you can fit like a whole movie on mm. um, the BSV chain, and it'll be on the blockchain forever. Uh, it'll, it'll exist there for for all of eternity. Um, but this, the main figure is Craig Wright, and Craig claims to be Satoshi and. <laughs> You know, obviously, I, I've, I've. Well, we know, had, we know, we know. Sal Mayweather is. No, no, we, yeah, we no. know that already. That dude's name should be Craig Raw because. <laughs> Craig Raw. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've, I've had like. Was just hanging out there. I had to. <laughs> I, I've had I laughed way harder at that than I should have been. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I've, I've had like long conversations. I've had, a, I've had Craig on the show. We've had like pretty good discussions and. Um, I'll say this, he's not a stupid person, but I did not, I was not convinced that he was Satoshi because I don't think that, um, and I, I'm a very open-minded dude. Well, it's you, I'll, that's why. I mean, you know it's I'll, you. I'll, enter, yeah. I'll entertain any particular opinion, but he did not have the principles that you would expect to have from Satoshi Nakamoto. Like Satoshi was dedicated to decentralization and like just the shit that Satoshi writes in the white paper, I can't see Craig saying half of that shit, so. <laughs> it, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. But anyway, I mean, who that believes is, that anyway? Yeah, I mean, I don't know the dude. Uh, he's probably a good guy. Uh, I'm just, I'm not knocking at him. I'm just thinking. Oh no, he's super arrogant. He's super arrogant. <laughs> but he, he's, he's, he's very bright though. He really is. He's not a stupid person. Um, but none of that, none of that should reflect on BSV, right? Because it's like, you know, there's a lot of. Sh- people who use usd right like, oh yeah you know what we, I mean? we talked like, earlier yeah. about it it's it's the it's that's the a token, good point it's the token of organized right. crime around the world man it is you know exactly you're right it's like you know you know who's killed more than the federal reserve when you know we all have to transact in that currency so yeah. they can't be as bad as as craig right as much well, as well th- yeah think about all the stuff that goes on under the table with cash they're just yeah. mad that somebody else come up with a better idea <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly but um What's cool about BSV is that they they're trying to be like a meta net, like a like an internet of internets, and like again, like sort of like to put everything on, on chain. So like, the, remember that Alex Jones episode he did with Rogan? Like, you remember like the big episode where like he got like it was like one of the most highly watched YouTube videos ever. Do you guys, yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about? Someone so. put that on the BSV chain, and like. So now, like, you can always, you can just go to that, you can use that block, you can just go to that, visit that block, and you can always, you can just listen to that episode forever. It's going to be an NFT now, because you said that. Somebody's going to sell it for 2.5 mil. (laughs) That's funny. That's That's a good idea. Don't tempt me, so. (laughs) Yeah, but no, uh, BSV, and also because it has big blocks, it's it's a good um, medium of exchange. Low transaction fees, quick transactions, so. That's another one that I think it's also it's also um, one of the three versions of Bitcoin, so it has that going for it as well. Um, but you know, it's 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 definitely the least popular of the three Bitcoin iterations. Okay. And that yeah. and that's just um, is that is that driven primarily from this guy's personality, or is it what's what, why is it so unpopular? No, 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 no. Oh, the unpopularity. Yeah. Is yeah, it's definitely coming from his. Oh, okay. His, from his I, mean, All right, yeah. I mean, can you imagine that? Do you know what we're talking about? Have you seen him? 
Have you seen him, Q? No, no, I'm not. Hey, so could you just imagine him walking up to the microphone with his holding his paper and he just says, Waves, I am Satoshi Nakamoto. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I asked him that. I, I said this to him. I said, okay, you know, you know, because I, I had the same thought. All right, here's this white guy from what, England or Australia or something like that. How, why, why does he have this Japanese There's, name? Australia's not even real, bro. Yeah, I know. I know. Not, you it's, can't. It's Nobody, nobody's from Australia. Okay. Kangaroos are really chimeras. I was like, I was like, how do you come up with the name Satoshi Nakamoto? That? And he said something like, I forget, something like, oh, it was like an ancient uh, uh, Japanese like ninja or an ancient Japanese legend or some shit like that. And I'm just like, okay, you know. So. <laughs> He's got his whole story, you know, spelled out for the cameras. That's funny. I don't personally don't think he's Satoshi. That's funny. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so so two more. These are the last two I have. Got it. Um, are Binance Smart Chain, and I'm going to surprise people here and throw a little curveball at them. Ethereum Classic. E T C. Just hey, so if you would have just. Loaded up on Ethereum Classic after after Ethereum was jamming, you know, man, who that, that's just common sense, but I didn't do it. Nobody did. No, neither did I. Neither did I? Um, you know, what's what to me? To me, part of the draw to these two is the fact that they're not Ethereum, and like I said earlier, Ethereum has some issues with scaling. So, if the if Ethereum sort of falls off, these two sort of are poised to pick up steam okay um binance smart chain uh gumbo i'm sure you know about this but like you know that's that that's the the main chain for the binance exchange and cz has been accused of some improprieties like you know intentionally uh screwing things up for ethereum and trying to make his chain look better whether or not that's true i don't know he denies it and stuff but it is what it is. Um, it's definitely a promising coin. I used to own it. I, I traded a little bit, but I don't own any more. But um, yeah, again, if they if Ethereum can't scale, these will do well. And Binance Smart Chain does really it, it they it's sort of trying to be like like Ethereum essentially. It sort of does all of the same things that Ethereum does. Just it's a I, I guess I, I guess you could say it's more more centralized. Although, with that being said, you know Ethereum has been rolled back, and you know that's why Ethereum Classic exists. So after the DAO in 2016, which I got, I don't know about you, Gumbo, but I got my clock cleaned in the DAO. I got wiped out. Um, so what this was, it was like a, a, a you can buy you could buy DAO tokens. And a decent yeah, that was that was kind of before before my time, but you know. Okay, yeah. But. So we, we what we did was we 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 all bought DAO tokens, and the idea was, you know, your voting share was determined by how many DAO tokens you had, and we were all going to create this sort of decentralized corporation, and we could uh, invest the money in anything we wanted. We could give it away. We could invest it in a freaking farming, whatever. But we had to vote on it, and your vote depended on how many DAO tokens you had. Well, we woke up one Saturday, and uh, some dude in Europe had figured out a weakness in the code, and well, he would basically drain all of the accounts. He Aww. knew that the majority of DAO token holders were Americans, so we waited until we went until everybody sleep. was asleep and nailed and we you. Woke up. And we were, I'm like, what is wrong with my wallet right now? <laughs> like, what is oh, going that's... on? Yeah, so that, that was, was a rough good. morning. So, but, so that's but the kind was, of stuff. Okay, go. Sorry, sorry. No, no. I'm just gonna say there was no NAT violation, right? It was my fault for not doing my for for due diligence properly. Exactly. I didn't do my due diligence. He was completely. He abided by the NAP, and what Vitalik did <clears throat> was roll he's, the chain back. He'd still get punched in the nose, though. Yeah, I know. Well, trust me, if I. <laughs> I live by the net, but if I ever found that that guy, I would yeah. really it would, it would question <laughs> my my beliefs. 
<laughs> but, so, so that's the other thing that that uh, that I find myself having to deal with when I talk to people about cryptocurrency because I'm like an, I'm like a you know, uh, you know, Gumbo can probably uh, uh, verify this. I'm like a salesperson at heart, right? Like, uh, I hate to say it, that that makes me sound greasier than it's I not really a bad thing. It's yeah, not a bad thing. No, but I, I'm constantly selling, constantly. I just can't help it, right? And um, and one of the things I try to do is evangelize cryptocurrency, right? And, and, and the liberty movement in general, right? And of course, and part of that comes oh, from yeah. being a Christian because I evangelize that as well, right? So I'm constantly evangelizing, evangelizing, evangelizing. I guess that's probably the best, the better word than, than salesman, right? So um, one of the things I'm always hearing though is that situation where, well, somebody could just wipe out your wallet. It's all, it's all electronic. And I try and talk to them about like securities and protocols and, and the blockchain and all the security that's embedded in, in all of that stuff. And, um, but you hear these stories and you go, well, what stops me from losing my entire, you know, my entire cash of, of cryptocurrency, you know, whichever so one you, or uh, ones they are. A couple things. So, with your that that certainly is a risk when yeah. you're dealing with um, altcoins or anytime there's there's any degree of centralization like Mt. Gox was another example people got burned in Mt. Gox that was even earlier like there was like a, an, a the first exchange the guy just sort of took off with everybody's money and so anytime there's there's centralization you have to you have to be careful but on the, the major chains Bitcoin. Um, Bitcoin Cash, Dash, Litecoin, stuff like that. Um, there's never been a hack. There's never been okay. anything like that. And um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that a lot of people have put a lot of man hours in trying to crack uh, that the cryptography behind these chains. Yeah. But the thing is that the hash power they can't overpower the chain because you need too much hash power, and the cryptography is too strong. So it's been years, right? Bitcoin's been out since 2008. No one's, no one's cracked the code yet. So. And if there was one that was going to be cracked, it would be that one, right? Right, exactly. Because the, so mo- like, the most value, you know, is in that right now. Right, right, right. So it's like, okay, so yeah, if they could crack it, then sure, why don't they? You know? Fair enough. Yeah, like Dow tokens, Dow chains and stuff like that, you know, I'm, I'm taking a risk, you know, I, 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 I get it. It's, it's a different story. It's more of an investment, but... You know, the Mt. Gox situation, again, that was a different situation because it was so centralized, right? So, you know, it could, Coinbase could close tomorrow and the Winklevoss twins could friggin', you know, take off on their yacht with all of our crypto or everybody's, everybody who has crypto on the exchange, right? So it's all about like, so one of the keys here. Yeah, but they couldn't pull, they could, they could, they could leave on their yacht, but they couldn't come back anywhere. That's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? They wouldn't be pulling into port anytime soon. True. True. <laughs> and I think there'd be a lot of people out yeah. on their boats yeah. trying to get to them. Yep. But you know, like that's, that's why people say if it's not your keys, it's not your coins. So like, yep. if anybody new out there is listening, like make sure you have your coins in a non-custodial wallet and you have your keys backed up in a secure manner, whatever that is for you. Make sure you have that done. So if you keep it on Coinbase, those are Coinbase's coins, right? They're not your coins. They belong to the Winklevoss twins. So, um, And not to mention whenever, whenever the the crypto market is, is really, it's really jamming, they they get bogged down. I've never been a part of that, but I've always, I've heard that so many times in this, in the, in the crypto space, like keep it off of the exchange yeah. because whenever it hits, you're not going to be able to get, take your, take I your know. Tokens. And there's, there's a lot of conspiracies about that. Like whenever, like a, whenever the, the crypto market is really pumping, all of a sudden Coinbase just shits and they, you know, so, everyone's like, you know, it's just very coincidental. So what's the, uh, what's the fail safe on that? How do you, how do you protect yourself from that? Well, you have to, like I said, you have to have your, your back up your keys and use a non-custodial wallet. Okay. So, um, cold storage, you you can, if you want, I don't, I don't use cold storage, but that's, that's certainly an option. Um, my thing with cold storage is that I, if my head was not attached to my shoulders, I would lose it. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I ordered like a nano S ledger nano S and I never used it because I was an idiot because I had things on wallets instead of. Uh, and I realized, oh, I can't put it there from here <laughs> or something. Well, I, you know. I also have the Nano S and I, I, I still have it. I keep it in a safe, but I don't think I have anything on it right now. Yeah. But like, but they got hacked. You know, 
right? The the, the Ledger Nano S didn't. Did they? Hacked. I don't. I, I you, you might be right. I didn't hear anything about it. What are but some anyway. examples of a non-custodial wallet? Um, so like the one I use is just the Bitcoin.com wallet because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a Bitcoin Cash kind of individual. So that's the one I use. It 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 allows you to uh, have Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and Ethereum. But you can mm-hmm. also have SLP tokens, which um, we didn't get a chance to get into. But SLP is like it's not really an altcoin. It's it's a token that exists on the Bitcoin Cash blockchain. But um, I'm really excited about SLP because, I, like I said, I think that we're going to have this huge explosion of tokens. And SLP is a great platform for people to tokenize on. And uh, the Bitcoin.com wallet, it's a non-custodial wallet, and it allows you to hold SLP tokens too, which I think is another, an additional benefit. Okay. Awesome. Well, so I don't... Uh, I. Is there gumbo? Am I missing anything? Is there anything that we're that we're, that we're leaving off on this discussion? I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we I, can I, go I, on and on about this. Yeah, we can do this forever. But I, know, so I got I got to cut it short. My wife is blowing me up, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many coins we can get into. I don't want to get in trouble with your wife. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, dude. But we could do We should do this again. Um, let's uh, after we get after we get uh, get done. This episode comes out. We'll we'll reach back to you and see about when when we get dude, back on the show. I love talking not, to you, man. You're so let's you're not so. Let's not make it such a long interval. Let's do this again sooner rather than later. I like it. I like Sounds it. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's uh, go ahead and go ahead and plug everything you got. I know you got a lot of different projects going on right now. Go ahead and go ahead and uh, yeah. tell the world about um, it. Well, not the world because not the world. The world doesn't listen to it. Shackle, but <laughs> yeah, like you know, well. like to tell tell the three people that are listening: my mom, my dad, and my <laughs> yeah. wife. They 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 well, like to know. Yeah, check out saldigoris.com. That's where all my stuff is at, and uh, I sell three D printers for cryptocurrency at three D printer go burr b r r r dot com and uh, libertarian clothing and apparel merchandise at agorathreads.com. And uh, you can follow me on social media at either at Sally Mayweather or just Sally Agoras. I'm on every platform around. So add me. Awesome, bro. Yeah, you're awesome. You're one of the, you're yes. one of the fun, you're one of the fun, uh, fun people to follow on Twitter. That's good stuff. So I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sal, would you please follow me back on Twitter? <laughs> I'm joking, man. I'm joking. You're following me, I think. I'm just messing with you. I thought I was. That's so funny. All right, man. Well, thanks again, dude. And uh, we'll reach out. Yeah, man. Cool. Thanks, man. Thank you. Have a good one. Yep.